I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Priviet, my friends. Welcome to the World Cup Ramble, sponsored by Bet365. My name is Marcus Speller. Luke Moore's here. All right. Jimmy Campbell's here. Hello. And Petey Donov. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Don't you know I'm all yours, Babushka, 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 yeah, yeah. A lovely bit of a um, Kate Bush by way of Alan Partridge <laughs> <laughs> to start the show. Bit of a Russian thing going on because they've bloody done it. Yes, they? they have. This yeah. World Cup, Pete Donaldson. It's up and down. It's left and right. I don't know what's going on. Do you ever? Do you England ever know will bring on? us back down. <laughs> don't worry. Pete, well, do you- the- do you feel like um, this is the world that you inhabit most of the time and everyone's yeah. falling into line? Exactly. It's like that bit in um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit where you got a cartoon world. That's my brain. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, and, and, and anything's possible. The cars talk! Yeah, we've had... Uh, and the bullets. We've had... Uh, <laughs> we've had... Um, we've Bob had Hoskins f- is there. Anyone else? <laughs> Sam, you want to get involved? Luke, go on, Sam. Uh, I was going to say... should be quicker off the mark, Luke. Yeah. You're, you're, you're letting in space, you, mate. Yeah. You're letting in space. Well, I know, yeah, and dead air is a crime, exactly. to go back to the Alan Partridge theme. Unlike Russia. But a few um, inquiries about your sunburn peak. Can we have a status update, please, for those listeners out there who are concerned about you? Oh, it's gone a bit scabby. Has no. it? Which means it's at a really strange part of the trunk on the body. In the, every time I breathe, I scream a little bit. Oh, the tr- ah. trunk. Not ah. good. I know, yeah, the trunk. Yeah, the trunk. Um, do you think it would have been, if, if you were playing for Russia yesterday, would you have been able to uh, execute their amazing tactical uh, plan if you had sunburn to inhibit you? 
I'm sure their doctors would look after me admirably. <laughs> I'm sure they would. <laughs> uh, uh, aloe vera all over the gaff. I've, if I've heard the word bloody aloe vera so many times of so many people. It's yeah. incredible. That's just because people care about you. Yeah. I know, but like aloe vera... She's one a, of your neighbours, Aloe, aloe vera <laughs> is such a 90s sort of thing, and it's come back in a big way. And most of the Aussies I've, I've met have said yogurt. Not oh, yogurt, guys, yogurt. Yogurt's good for it. I've got it, a bad man? reputation for yogurt. You can't I can't fix everything that. with yogurt. Please. Russia no. are in the quarterfinal for the well, first and, time and in 40 years. Of course, it was the Soviet Union back in those days, but you know what I mean. And the scenes in Moscow my, looked my, unbelievable. My. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Have we even heard from Lord Ramble again? Lord Ramble went to the match. I've not heard a text. I've not seen a text. No, I've not anything. seen anything on WhatsApp. I yeah. presume he's, he's still you know, with <laughs> us. His name's John. We can call him that now. All right, John Lord Ramble. Yeah. Nice. But yes, our man was out there, and uh, we look forward to tales when he comes back. Mm. If he ever comes back. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just genuinely worried about him. <laughs> I'm not. I'm worried about the Russians. I think it might have been there. his presence in the stands that really spurred them on. <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a remarkable day, and Luke Moore called it yesterday yeah. on the Football Ramble, however, when it came in, to the in, crunch. In a match it, between two pugilists. When it came to the crunch and it came to the penalty shootout, you bottled it, didn't you? I didn't bottle it. I chose the wrong team. Yeah, exactly. It's not bottling, is it? It, it is bottling it because yesterday you were saying, I think Russia are going to be the surprise. Bottling it would have been saying, I'm not going to tell you or I'm not going to make a decision. No, the bottling nah, it is bottling it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You, 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 you had your chance. You punched in the numbers for the uh, with your penalty algorithm, which I think needs updating because, and I can read out the message if you like, it doesn't take into account botheredness. And yeah. Russia... Let's be honest. They'd already achi- like they were all already above and beyond their expectations. Spain were worried, and I and I said, I think uh, I took over the prediction, and uh, and and uh, uh, what do you call him? David Nugent in the back of the net. Very eloquently put, Marcus. Well played. Is that all you've got? Uh, uh, I was going to say you the the the, the, the penalty <laughs> algorithm has failed you. Intellectual programming that you couldn't even hope to understand. Well, I got the and I got and the, the problem is, right. as I said before the game. Mm-hmm. Host interference plays a big part. It's very, very difficult to know. Your algorithm needs updating. Yeah, and also I predicted that Spain would have a lot of trouble against Russia yesterday, and they did. And the game played out exactly as I imagined it. Russia Russia hassled, harried, made it tough for Spain. Spain um, were... um, I saw a great quote from... um, from Tom Williams, who's a, who's a football journalist that I follow on Twitter, said that Pacente Lizarazu said um, Spanish fo- tiki-taka football is like love without sex. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's exactly how it played out last night. Mm-hmm. I, when, you, when you think of those, that classic Spanish team that won the World Cup and the two Euros, and, and in a way it was a, it was a variation on that Barcelona team as well. The, the a thing, while ago now, people forget. Exactly. And, and what's happened is the cutting edge and the thrust and the drive of, of, of that of, 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 of that team has just been lost. So what mm. you've been left with is essentially the easy bit. Mm. So that killer ball behind the fullback, that killer through ball, yeah. that cut back from the byline. And we only really seen that once in this tournament um, when I think it was Iniesta cut one back for Isco. And, and Costa is not a mobile striker. So if you're kind of aiming for that kind of player, like he's just not quick. No, I, I don't yeah. think it's anything to do with Costa personally. I, yeah. I think I think Costa... Costa if they, his, if they, movement is, his movement is, he doesn't like pull defenders away from me. Or he pulls defenders. I don't think that's true either. I think, I think none, of, none of the Spanish players would even acknowledge that he was on the pitch. But I, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's fascinating to me. I, I feel, how can you play with, without a cutting edge 
when you have Diego Costa up front, he's nothing but edge. Mm. Well, he he's like, he's against, like an MC Escher painting. He showed against Portugal in the in the in the first game, and then got a lucky goal in the second one. I'm surprised it took him off because if you're getting nowhere, which they clearly were, you need someone who's a bit rugged who might produce something. Now I know Rodrigo came on and tried to spice things up a bit. But they he was, they, they, they didn't play the ball forward though, Marcus. You know no, what I mean? Like, well, I, I don't even think it had much to do with Russia. I mean, a lot of teams will have trouble with teams that play with you know nine ten men behind the ball. Uh, and they did, Harry. They, they they did work very hard. But I think if Spain can deal with that. They mm. just had no forward momentum at all. They mm. just had no... Again, they had no... Uh, they didn't have that final ball at all. What's so strange about it as well is it is, it's like a parody of the style that we saw them win the, the Euros in particular with. But it, it's just so boring. It looks so it outdated, though, It does it? look outdated. Yeah. And it's just dull. And Spain have gone back to being that team that massively underachieve at World Cups and just you always think should do better and then just kind of embarrass themselves when they get there. This is the typical Spain that we, that we knew before 2008 and we thought would always you know mm. we, we thought that style would always haunt them and it's, it's weird the, to see it back is the Spanish FA it has their ego cost uh, Spain a well if Lopetegui's in charge I, I can't imagine because they look really good before the tournament they look yeah. far more dynamic and I know the game against Portugal we, we all went on about quite rightly so but they were good in that game Spain mm. they were good in and that Portugal game go out well and... hence I said quite rightly so because yeah. they've still probably got the uh the hallmarkings of uh, Lopetegui and that, you know, anybody could come in and perhaps manage that side for the first game. But as the tournament goes on, it was, uh, there, there was so many shots like Iniesta on the bench. I've gone, he's not a solution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they, they had, they had, um, I think it, it does lay bare this, the problem with, with changing your manager so late on because Iero's obviously around the squad and he, he knows, he knows what he knows, but he's not an experienced manager. He's not had any success as a manager. Mm. And so when it comes down to, oh, now we need to do something a bit different. It's like you were talking to me, Marcus, yesterday about um, about our, our dear friend uh, Kevin Keegan and, and his England his England days. And when we didn't, <laughs> it seemed like by Keegan's own admission, they would go into games with one plan, and if it didn't work, they didn't know what to do. Mm. And and that's what Spain essentially are like. I'm not I'm not comparing them to Keegan's England because obviously they've got a lot more going for them than, than that. But <laughs> it's almost like you can see them looking around, as in like, well, this isn't really, this doesn't seem to be working, mm-hmm. and we don't know what to do. And and I would maintain that if you're if you're playing in that in that deep line midfield role like Koke was yesterday, you can play all the passes you want like like laterally and and the simple ones. And and Busquets does does a really good job of keeping the game ticking over by doing that. But if you're not going to even take the responsibility to try and play a through ball or try and find the target man or the striker that you don't seem to acknowledge even exists. I mean, I think Diego Costa is a right shit, mm-hmm. but I felt really sorry for him yesterday because he doesn't yeah. get anything. People, he makes runs. He'll make, he'll make textbook like forward runs that when you play like under 10s football and you're playing up front, your, your coach will tell you to do. Start off there, diagonally forward to the near post. He makes about 15 of them a game, do Yeah, you? but they don't lift the ball up to him. That's well, the they, thing. They, 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 they don't, like, they they don't, don't even the ball up They above. don't even notice he's doing it. But they <laughs> seem to use them as dummy runs so they can play it back inside. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, just, it's madness. It's like, it's like a zombified version of Tiki Taka. It's, like it's like the players don't understand the point of it. And, yeah. and, it's and a let, weird thing. And let's face it, I, I, I think at uh, 1-0, like, Russia were never going to score a goal. No. And and so Pique is very much lost than that match in, yeah. in, in many ways. Like Russia yeah, right. Russia, it was, but the, the thing is with Russia, and we say this so many times in football, when there's a little flicker or, or a, a little tiny window opens up of opportunity, some teams you know, can grab that one in a million or one in a thousand, whatever you want to say, 
and, and they can take another tee, just fall short. When the window opened up for Russia, boom, they got the penalty. Yeah, and they took it, and they and they and they rode their luck. Well, not so much rode their luck, but they they hung it on was, in. There. It was a, it was a long final ten minutes. Oh yeah, mm. it, it was. was yeah, they, they weren't very but, hard. They were cramping up by what I, players. What I love is we talk about oh, Spain. They were cramping. We, 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 we talk about Spain maybe not following the the manager's plan or perhaps not having a plan B or whatever. Well, uh, church us off. He's done remarkably well, this man, this um, this tashed beauty that's come in to manage Russia. <laughs> and he said that he really had to persuade his players that his tactics were the way, the only way they could beat Spain. And he said, I spoke with every player individually more than I had in the past. And I had to explain to them why, where, what. And it has worked out, as you see. I believe that my players have been victorious because they have adhered to my strategy. And nice. I love that. Well, yeah. Get in there, big man. He has definitely given them like a little bit of... Um... A belief. Little, a bit of belief. We said that pride, when he yeah. came in, he went right. Enough of this nonsense. We, with a host nation, we need to do something. His CV isn't particularly gleaming. I think the only sort of sizable trophies that he's won, or, or important trophies he's won, were in the 2015-16 season. I think he may have done the double with Legia Warsaw in Poland. Right. But that's really about it. You know, he's married, managed a bit in Russia and so on. Uh, but it's he, he. They played for penalties. I mean, Igor Akinfeev, who was the hero, which was nice for him because he's been slightly derided in this tournament. Mm. He's been around for years in Russia. All the posters, or some of the posters in the tournament, are of um, uh, Lev Yashin, of course, and so on. So for Russia to have a goalkeeper who's had a moment of his own yeah. I think it was really important for him five, and I was really pleased for him mm. purely because he was seen as the next big thing back in the day yeah. this, this next great goalkeeper the next Yashin and all this stuff and a lot of it was inspired by the fact that he was a wonder kid on Football Manager and everyone obviously uses that um, well not everyone but lots of people use that as their, um, their in quotes football knowledge and, mm. and like to talk about it so he was put under a huge amount of pressure um, it's been a feeling that he's never really lived up to his expectation, never really lived up to his potential. Yet he's now had a moment where he's knocked out a big team in a World Cup. Um, he's been the hero in a home World Cup for him. I think that's a clean yeah, sheet as well. I mean, a, okay, didn't have no, he didn't clean. No, sheet. sorry, yeah. I'm thinking of there's so much left of the game. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. he did. He came. Well, <laughs> I, 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 it wasn't on goal, so that doesn't count. And to, yeah. pick, and to pick up on that, actually, <laughs> you know, Pete, you said I think rightly that Russia were very unlikely to score, and they took their penalty, and 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 that's and they were happy with that. I don't know if I know like on paper they had like over 20 shots, but I don't really remember Spain no. having like. Well, you got oh, oh my god, how's that? Not like yeah. the one we talk about on this mm. show is the old Portsmouth at Man mm-hmm. United at Old Trafford. FA Cup yep. how have they not won that yeah, yeah. I don't have a feeling about no, that at all no, absolutely not. And, and I thought Ignashevich showed a lot of uh, balls actually to step up and take a penalty yeah. and score it because <laughs> he's he, 39 he, in he, a few he, weeks yeah he was he was he, he was at fault for the goal of course it was poor defending and Pete, speaking of people cramping up, I mean, Ignashevich, he looked absolutely gone oh, about 20 minutes left. And then he had extra time. Yeah. Yet he still stepped up and took a penalty and scored it. I think he deserves an immense amount of credit they, for that. They was used he, all of their subs quite early on as well, didn't they? Uh, they got an extra one an extra time, yeah, I guess, yeah, but yeah. they used three, yeah, pretty early on. Yeah. It's mad to think that 120 minutes of football you played against Spain, who had over a 1,000 passes, he's 39 yeah, in a few yeah. weeks, and he's on the winning side. But, but that, was, that, that was their game plan, though, wasn't it? Like, get get it to uh, extra time and get it to penalties. So, that, so well, they, knew, they, said. they knew very well that they were going to try and take it to extra time, so they knew very well. Yep. Use all three subs because you get another one in the uh, in, I can feel said we were hoping for penalties. I mean, Spain had 79% yeah. the, the, possession. The Russian fans were celebrating like they'd won oh, they at, were, at, the pen, at the start of the penalties. They, they played yeah, their part. They did. Oh, they did. Oh, they oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the the look on the manager's face was just completely emotionless when when they won. I love that. I love because that really exudes an authority, doesn't yep. it? And that's properly just saying to the players, "Yeah, I knew this would happen. This is how much I believe in you." We're not mm-hmm. even getting started 
yet. We're not even at a point where it's worth celebrating. That, that's really going to translate to them. But yeah, it was um, it, it was such a sort of strange period of extra time as well because more than even in the rest of the game, it really was attack versus defence, wasn't it? You, you, like Russia weren't they even didn't even have an out there. No, they, no, they weren't even trying to disguise no. their tactics at that point. And was it Ignashevich lucky to not uh, give a penalty away as well on Ramos later on? Oh yeah, yeah. he's barging around a lot. That's that's the problem with um. Um, we'll talk about this before we came on. Like, I don't want to get down that rabbit hole again, but that's the problem with, um, with with that type of thing. With VAR, you're adding another layer of <clears throat> essentially something that is unclear. I mean, another layer of interpretation, which actually doesn't necessarily help you because clearly that VAR team thought and that referee then thought that it wasn't obvious enough. Mm. Yeah, another referee and another VAR team on another day mm. um, w- probably would have given a penalty for was, that. Was all the VAR team from Russia, Luke? Luke no, I don't think so. Luke, yeah. could we get five VAR teams? We could do. And, yeah, maybe and then the VAR, then the team, VAR team can hold in, a, 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 get another VAR team, and then yeah. that goes to another VAR team. Yeah. And then until King Var says, "Yeah, and the young guys are the varsity varsity." Yeah. yeah, and no one's really doing anything for the rest of the night anyway. So, <laughs> exactly, yeah. uh, Russia are now twenty to one with Bet three six five to win their home tournament. Something that would have been unthinkable before the tourney started. My goodness, um, ten pound returns two hundred and ten pound including stake. Should it happen? Um, I, I just thought, do you know what? And I, I'll go a bit further on Spain because I, I imagine if, if you're if you're a Spain fan, you'd be pretty pissed off today. I think if you put together over a thousand passes and don't manage really one clear-cut chance. I think you should be ashamed of yourself. Mm. I think that is essentially doing the easy part of football over and over again without taking responsibility I'm, I'm, to at least try to do the hard part. Okay. I'm, I'm generally trying to think of like the, their most clear-cut chance apart from their goal and it was that whiff across the box, wasn't it? Oh, the, the keeper, keeper got, got a hand to. Got a hand to fast, which fast, wasn't, which wasn't yeah. even on target. And I'm no. trying to think that that's the only one they had. I think it? I get frustrated in football and I talked about this in the context of Belgium in the last World Cup, I think it was, when you think to yourself, you'd have been better off lumping it up to Diego Costa and him trying to flick Usually. it on. Mm. When, it, when yeah. it comes to that, you do have to think, okay, come on, you've got, you've got to abandon this at some point. But You've, the, got, you've the, got a plan A, but, we, but with your plan B on the yeah. pitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, yeah. But sure, I mean, look, if, if Spain had have scored quite late on, we would have said, oh, they stuck to their principles. But I think that, well, they didn't, but also they just never looked likely. Mm. Definitely. And I think it's easy to say from the sidelines, of course, and we're never going to be able to experience it as individuals, but just from the outside looking in, I'd like to think someone who's an experienced player. I mean, I know Iniesta didn't start the game, but he ended up on the pitch and there are other experienced players there. I, don't, I can't believe that they're not standing around saying, right, we're playing against Russia. They're at home. The atmosphere's against us. If we carry on doing this, mm-hmm. we are unquestionably going to go out of the World Cup. So we need to do something different. And I, don't, and I think Russia, for, they've done very well to get what they've gotten to, but they are a limited team. I think if, even when Zuber was on the pitch, I know he scored the penalty, but even when he was on the pitch, he looked slow. He looked nowhere near the... I mean, there's no way he would be playing for, for a top Spanish team, for example. So Russia are... I'm sorry, Spain are so clearly so much better, but their stubbornness... And, and, and you talk about yeah. get, getting the ball up to Diego Costa or whatever. The reason they won't do that is not some sort of purist, oh, we can possibly consider ourselves doing that because we're way above that. It's not that. It's, it's fear. It's not taking responsibility. It's not wanting to be the one who gives the ball away or who misses the chance or who does something that doesn't quite come off because they're worried about it because all they care about is keeping the ball because it's easy for them to do it because they're technically good. Mm, I and wonder. I think that's wrong. I mm. wonder as well if actually a little bit of arrogance comes into it and you, you, yeah. you talk about them saying to themselves, the if we carry on like this, we'll unquestionably lose the game. I, I wonder if the opposite is actually true where they didn't even consider the idea that they Well, they didn't. They that's wouldn't. what I'm saying. I wonder why there was no one doing that yeah, because, yeah, yeah. because I, I'm, right. ag- I'm agreeing with what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, th- yeah. I think it's a bit, there is a bit of arrogance that for 
sure. Well, mm. the fact is that two of the big four, I say the big four, that, that's my big four, although I'm pretty sure that most people had France, Brazil, Germany and Spain as, as a kind of, a, the, the, you know, they were the top four favourites mm. for the World Cup. Two have gone, two have fallen. Um, yeah. and it's a very there's interesting a, there's a great list of teams that um, all of these teams like one of these teams will be in the World Cup final oh, yeah. could be and Russia that, mate and, and, and there's only think of Sweden and England who've ever been in the final before so oh Pete no no, um, no player currently still active in the World Cup has ever played in the World Cup final before brilliant wow I'll take that that's fantastic take that all day long uh, but it's not going to be Anderson Iesta because he's retired from international football and he's he said it was there. the saddest day of his career but Russia could be in that final. They'll need to get past Croatia, though, in the quarterfinal. We'll talk about them, ladies and gentlemen, in just a moment. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Milne, Defoe, that's a lovely touch. Oh, no. We'll have another one of them next week. Welcome yeah. back to the World oh, no. Cup yeah. Ramble, everybody. Sponsored by Bet365. Actually, we won't because of uh, goal on technology. Oh, of course we won't, you silly sausage. But we'll find well, another well, one. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. Yeah. Um, England's find something. Yeah. Yeah. Croatia are through. They are. they are. Uninspiring, but they're through. They were uninspiring, weren't they? And it's... Uh, was it disappointing or was it... Yes, it Encouraging was. in case we meet them later. I, I, I think Jim, so. stop it <laughs> now. I can't stop it. I'm sort of going, has every team got a shit game in them? Or has every... Because have we taken ours with Belgium? I don't know. No, because like, Croatia looked so good. They looked like the best team on our side of the draw for the longest time. And then we saw Denmark completely nullify them uh, by yeah. just yeah, being Croatia, exactly th- the same as them. I, I think Luke <laughs> mentioned that they suffer sometimes what England do when there's a little bit of pressure. Croatia, they've been brilliant. It's just like what they were in the Euros. We mentioned mm. that. They were great in the group. They got mm. through and they went, ah, we, oh, crap. Yeah, that's right. We're a small nation or whatever, whatever the yeah. mentality is. Uh, and they nearly did this. But I'm, I'm afraid Denmark are a very limited side. Denmark really have done very well to get out the group. And despite the efforts from Kasper Smeichel, I think it just, <laughs> I just think that in the end, you know, he, he was thinking, right, okay, 
Obviously, Mandzukic equalised early on after the Danes had a great start. Schmeichel kept them out for the rest of the game. He saved that penalty from Modric. He started saving them in, yeah. the, in the shootout. And just, he was like, lads, help me out. And it was just <laughs> a bridge too far. Rakitic comes up and goes, right, I'm putting you away now for good. You know, yeah. he yeah, it, was, it was an incredible game as far as that all the good stuff was packed into the first five minutes and the last five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like a, a sort of particularly lazy, but good, but lazy a-level student putting together an essay. <laughs> I'll do a good first para and a last for conclu- a good, yeah, yeah, a good yeah. conclusion. And I hope I don't read the rest. Yeah. Yeah, right, that's right. Um, Skim and, read it. And I, I, can I just make a special effort in case I forget to um, hand out the award for greatest tactical foul of all time. Yeah, well, I th- did he not try and play the ball? Well, Jorgensen. by yeah, the rules, why... he did. But yeah. we all know what was going to happen. Yeah, whether yeah. he was going to play, whether he was going to get that close to the ball or not, that player was going down, he, and he, it was he either a red or a yellow. Down, and he ha- it happened to be a yellow. I thought it was occasion. extraordinary because when uh, Rebic, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, um, ran through. He's got to put it away. You, you think tuck that away, and then of mm. course the penalty's given, and you think, oh, okay, Modric is going to score. He misses, and it's not like a foul, like say. I don't know the, the Mbappe one on Rocco Mbappe was going quite wide it would have, there was still a bit to mm. do there and normally when the foul that he's one on one with the keeper and he yeah. get fouled and you think we still got to beat the goalkeeper and if the penalties miss you go oh, that's just I thought if Croatia don't win this he was inches of just tapping what, what, into an open was, net like this that, massive yeah. like Schme- Michael was like yards behind him or yeah. rather in front of him and it's just yeah. like oh well I, th- I, think oh. I think I think from the defender's point of view it's not as it's not as calculated. I say tactical foul. To be fair, I think it's probably just foul. I, I, in that sort of moment, he's probably been so conditioned over the years playing in that position to just at all costs stop the ball going into the net mm. that he's just thrown himself at it. Oh, and, yeah. and he he still must have thought as soon as that as soon as he connected, that's a red. Oh, he, he yeah, that's a red. Got, but I hope that I hope that's not going in the that's net. That's it. He's got it, there's one option he's got in that yeah. situation to stop a goal in the in the dying second. So he's, he's got to go for it, right? He's got <laughs> yeah. to take it. I think I think it was I think it's gone underplayed how poor it was from Rebic. Yeah, I, I don't mm. think he knew he was it's there. It's funny. I didn't even really he think about just, that. He could have just played it. I mean, he took an extra touch because yeah. he didn't know the defender was coming back. He could have just put. He could have just buried that. And 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 he did the hard bit. And then when it came to execute. It, he, he couldn't do it. He the the defender could have gone in, and it, the ball could still have ended up in the net. Oh, it probably and, would have done. But because, there was there was yeah. a covering defender who managed to get hold of it. Before but if it they, went in, I was if like, they went out, oh, they'd have been pig sick. I mean, there yeah. was there were nearly there were so close to going out. I know. Schmeichel made some amazing saves. Supersich was the hero. I, mean, I think both did. Monaco Supersich was the hero, and Schmeichel was the man of the match, wasn't he? As well, he was, so yeah. keepers, yeah. a, a day for the goalkeeper. Certainly right. was. I mean, shots of him and his shots of him and his dad. Obviously, his dad up in the stands. It was like, oh, I know, like. Peter Schmeichel was a legendary shithouse and Kasper Schmeichel is an underrated shithouse but like such kind of presence in the net I mm-hmm. did. That's, that, that costs for a lot in a penalty shootout that, yeah. like arrogance and sort of I'm going to bloody save this yeah. sort of thing yeah. I'm going to so jump off my line in which the isn't the <laughs> he pointed every keeper does that every keeper does that yeah, and it yeah, never yeah. gets pulled back they, uh, they, uh, Schmeichel pointed didn't he when Modric took his second penalty but he pointed <laughs> the direction he was going to go and I, th- I think Modric um, he scored it was a fairly poor penalty as well yeah. uh, it's, it's so funny to me how um, how like the, the, the pressure of the occasion gets to such good players mm. <laughs> because you think Technic. I mean, we've all seen, we've all seen like professional footballers in the flesh, right? And some of us have seen them up close and how good they are. Like how the way they strike the ball, it's almost like they're playing a completely different sport to how we play, like mm. as as amateurs. Um, yeah, when it comes up to taking taking a penalty, I mean, you wonder whether the future of, of penalty kicks is that Harry Kane type way. He seems to ape, he seems to ape uh, what Johnny Wilkinson did for England, where he has this process 
So Julian Wilkinson always did this thing where he addressed the ball, he'd look at the post, look back a certain amount of times. This is what Sir Clive Woodward was saying, wasn't it? Yeah, hold his hands in a certain place Mm -hmm. and execute the same way every time. Now, of course, the added jeopardy to that and a penalty is that there's a goalkeeper who can do different things. Mm. And so maybe that throws it a little bit. But, I mean, I am absolutely stunned, and I've said this before, maybe in the last tournament when we saw penalty shootouts, that, that players continually add different variables into, yeah. into things. Like to, change it up and stuff like that. If you hit that in, ball in the top right-hand corner of the net... It's not, it's not been saved. Yeah. It can't be saved. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much the keeper comes off the line until it's obvious, because then the referee will stop it if it's obvious. If, if you put it right in the corner, it can't be saved. Mm. Keepers are getting better, definitely. And I think they're stealing a yard because they can get away with it yeah. to the point where if you don't put it right in the corner, you're in trouble. But... Like, there was a guy, I forget who it was, because there was a lot of penalties taken yesterday, but someone, it might have been a Croatia player, he started his run-up dead straight. Yeah, that's so, right. So yes. he didn't know whether he was going to take it with his left or his right. Then he, he looped his run round. <laughs> then oh, he, then he stuttered. And it's like, so you're bringing like three different <laughs> variables in when that's if you right. just smash it, you're going to score. And, and I know it sounds a bit like, oh, your dad talking about football type thing because we're all a bit older. He did score though, didn't he? I think he did, yeah. No, but... no, the guy who did the looped run up missed. Okay, it right. Was, it was telegraphed from a mile away. Okay. He was going to miss okay. as well. And I know, I know, and I think, I think it's probably just an extension of like, it's not enough to, to score. You want to be seen as being spectacular while yeah, doing yeah. it. And I think the, the best way you can score a spectacular penalty is just to bury it in the top corner because yeah, yeah. no one's going to be able to stop you doing that. Well, there was a penalty taker, I forget which one it was, uh, for Denmark, who the keeper saved from. And he did, just did it all wrong. A goalkeeper will tell you that if you go up to take a penalty, the, most goalkeepers, unless they've got some sort of special technique, mostly if you are... Okay, so if you're a right-footed player, if you go up to take a penalty and you open your body, you're... you're you're really going to put it to the goalkeeper's left. left yeah. And if you close your body, you're going to sweep it across yours and put it to right. the goalkeeper's right. The idea, I suppose, for some penalty takers, if, you, if, you're not, if, you are, if you've got a particular spot that you're going to put it in, you're not waiting for the keeper to move, is that you go up and you try and do that, I suppose, as late as possible so the goalkeeper can't really react. But the problem is for the, the Danish player in question, who I forget, uh, he came up, but he was so nervous. His body was closed, and he came up, and 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 you could tell which which way he was going to put it. Now, for me, I would say to somebody, if you are nervous and you're running up and you think, oh crap, put it down the middle, because I don't think a keeper really stays. Or put it high in the middle. Well, yeah, just or smash yeah. it down the middle. And I, I think that um, nobody ever puts anything high high down the middle. No, exactly. It seems risky. Mm. Did Andres Moller do it in Euro '96 against England? Probably. He, he, with probably some applause. Yeah, with some applause. I, I, I feel like um, you know, this is these are these are the details. These are the little percentage points here and there, which are the difference between going out and staying in the corner. Well, but, a penalty shootout is a lottery, mate. So, but, but the penalty shootout dumps um, teams out of uh, out of football tournaments, and I think um, it's been a long-standing bugbear of mine that that uh, referees don't punish uh, keepers who come off the line after the ball. Sorry, before the ball's been kicked. That's something technology could actually deal with. You know, if you've got your feet, if it's binary, the keeper's either got his feet on the bloody line or not. If you can have goal line technology in this situation, you could use the same sort of technology, I'm fairly certain, uh, for keepers coming off their line before the ball's been kicked. Could you get like a penalty shootout, like sort of rope or chain where the keeper is like... Bungee cord. Puts his, yeah. Yeah. Bungee cord. He can only move laterally, put like a... Like a glass screen up or something. No, maybe just yeah. temporarily adjust his like brain. Yeah. So he's not able to move forward. Like those ants with the. Um, <laughs> There's probably the technology so for that. In, in, in football, yeah. te- in brain technology. That's yeah. the, that's the future. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. People's brain. I mean, it's great. I like and then some people still wouldn't be happy. Yeah. <laughs> no, because we'd be talking about free <laughs> but we will. We could just flick a switch but, in their um, brain and they would be. Yeah, well, maybe. Croatia are 5 to 4 to beat Russia next time around with bet 365. £10 returns, £22.50, including stake. And Mark, I just really quickly wanted to follow up on something that you said, I think it was, Uh-oh. that I absolutely. About my wife. 
absolutely agree that um, I did predict the Russian. No, that uh, Croatia. You, you got Croatia spot on. They are. Um, I think they've got a a bit of a small little brother type thing that England occasionally have psychologically as well, where they think. The group's easy because there's not as much pressure. They're a good team. They've got good players. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to it, they really struggle under the pressure. And I think playing against Russia, again, it'll be another home game for Russia, of course. Russia will do what they'll do. And Croatia, I thought for large parts of that game last night, Denmark looked like the better team. Mm -hmm. And I think Croatia might struggle against Russia as well. However, Mm -hmm. Russia's game plan is not set out for them this time. What do you do against Croatia? Because Croatia can pick people off, as, as well, we know, but do you deny them? But how do you approach that? It's very difficult now. It do, is. I, I'd love it if they Di Matteo'd it. Chelsea's Di Matteo, <laughs> yeah. all the way to the final. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that said, I mean, Croatia really, really weren't that good yesterday. We thought that their, their passing game and their, their ability to find space would punish Denmark. But for large periods, particularly in the second half and in, in the extra time, it looked like Denmark had the more sort of um, kind of yeah. drive. And, so they looked the better team. And, and I so. slightly disagree with you, Marcus, because I think that what Denmark did is slightly similar to what Russia will do. If you looked at that game against Denmark, Rakitic and Modric, they had to go so deep to get the ball Mm -hmm. to the point where they just couldn't affect the game. They couldn't, I mean, it got to the point towards the end of the game where Rakitic was just trying to shoot in. Um, And obviously, they didn't really, I mean, would you say they really looked like winning the game apart from that right thing right at the end with the penalty? Very true. So I think Russia, there's a blueprint there for them if they want it, I think. But they did win it though, didn't they? And they're going to play Russia, of course, in that quarterfinal. A couple of quarterfinals have, uh, have shaped up quite nicely. We've got France against Uruguay and all this talk about denying people space and trying to restrict the opposition interesting comments from Antoine Griezmann because France are surely one I mean they'll be thinking to themselves unlike other teams they have a realistic chance of winning this trophy really obviously Brazil are in their half of the draw Uh, but Griezmann's comments about Uruguay were interesting he said Uruguay will be like Atletico Madrid they will take their time fall go to the referee we will have to get used to that because the match will be boring and they will want to bring us into that has he forgotten that he's signed <laughs> a new contract for Atletico Madrid he's been oh they're, they're going to be a bunch of dicks about this yeah. well, well, and you're very much a part of that the confusing full, message the full Diego quote Simeone's was, like hang on I no, the full quote this. was the full quote was uh, and trust me I would know <laughs> it's an amazing Incredible. thing for him to say uh, what, what do you think about um so you talk about France. I mean, they've yeah. they've shown that you know when you go into the knockout stage, they've actually come into their own. Like shown a bit of ambition. Yeah, they've shown yeah. that they, they actually belong in that knockout football pressure environment. They have the players to, uh, to of course, of course. That. But I think Croatia have good players too. Yeah, I of mean, course, there's only a couple of teams that have got a better first eleven than Croatia. I would say personally, in terms of players, but they haven't. Um, but I really want to talk about this because it's it's something that's been misunderstood. But England's side of the draw now represents such an obvious opportunity mm. that. Uh, Probably the best opportunity since 2002, but then obviously they came up against the Brazil where had, had good players. That we can't miss. We can't sort of. Um, we have. We have to say that it's the elephant in the room. If England don't get to a semi-final now, that that has to be seen as a failure, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Mm. Not because I think England are brilliant, because I've got all the passion and three lines on my shirt, but purely because <laughs> I think going into the tournament, we, we, we probably thought, let's just see what happens mm-hmm. because we've got a young group. But the way the the, 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 the chips have fallen, mm. you have to look at that and say, well, hang on a minute. We, Colombia, and then Sweden or Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Come on, I mean, you, yeah, but, but I mean, uh, but even looking further ahead than that, I don't know if I can handle this. Well, if you look the, at the teams <laughs> on the side, it's lucky you're not playing. <laughs> this, 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 this is the problem. This is this is why I wanted England to beat Belgium because it was always good to win a football match, of course, even though it's a sort of a dead rubber. England against Japan, I would fancy England to win that, and then probably play. Brazil, you would imagine, what, and, and go out. You, well, you, no, you, let, you let me finish. Let me finish. Yeah. Uh, so play Brazil. If you go out fighting uh, against Brazil, fine. You've been beaten by a better side. I can take that. 
if you beat Brazil, suddenly, my goodness, we're on. You know, that's 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 absolutely mega. And uh, but you're not looking too far down yeah. the draw. Yeah. Whereas now, and understandably, so, Gareth Southgate's it's got delicious. a hell of a he's got a, it's hell a delicious of a... Stair- stairwell. <laughs> what a delicious got... stairwell. But Gareth Southgate has got a, a, a real task on his hand now because mm. if you're an England player, you do start looking ahead. I mean, was it Kevin Kilban on on on, on the, the BBC was saying that Ireland were doing this in 2002? Uh, they were looking further down the line in the draw, and yeah. that is never a good idea really for players i know managers it, it, look you know uh, cheech of brazil and so on he will look a little bit further down the line in a in a measured way not because uh they they think they're brilliant but it's in in, in a sense of right we'll we'll have a little bit of preparation just in case we do yeah. get further because yeah, i think and, if you just and, turn and, up and, and go oh wow uh, we haven't even thought about belgium or something well exactly yeah. you, you need a little bit of variation here and there but i think england just needs to play to their strength there's no game plan that yeah. defeats any of those teams until you get to brazil there's the, 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 you'll play the, exactly the same way until you get to Brazil and then shut up shop, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah. but it would be a very English thing to sort of, again, look ahead and then sort of, uh, and, 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 you know, stink and up the place against It brings into focus like something that I've, I've thought about for a while, which is a lot of people misunderstand and think that certain people or athletes or professionals or whatever are scared of failure, but actually they're not. They're scared of success. Mm-hmm. And when, when, a, when a, um, an opportunity presents itself to you in this fashion, it tells a lot about a group of players or an athlete or you know, whatever it may be, whichever sport, if, whether they take it or not. Because it's, it's actually on one level, and, work, and go with me here, on one level, if you got up against Brazil in the quarterfinal, on one level that's easy because no one's expecting you to win. Mm-hmm. So you haven't, got to deal with the, you haven't got to deal with it. you just got to go, right, well, Brazil are brilliant. Yeah. We'll do the best we can. If we get, even if we get beat 3-0, yeah. we're probably not going to get and, bad it, for Intensity it. and guts will get you some weight in those matches. Yeah. In the matches England have got, they've just got to be competent. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. You're right. It's scarier. <laughs> Which is why I want the England Brazil draw because it's the competency I worry about. <laughs> but if you look at everything that Gareth, uh, Gareth Southgate has been saying and the, the, sort of the attitude he's trying to install in the team, it's about consistency and mm-hmm. it's about being level-headed. It's about being positive and calm and all the things that England haven't been where they've just frozen and panicked in the past. Mm. And that's not to say that the players will actually enact that the whole way through the tournament, but the conditions look good for this situation that England find themselves in. Yeah, and, and, and uh, the thing is, I've watched so many football matches this World Cup. I'm at the point where I'm like, well, England haven't played any matches and all the other teams have played 50 matches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in my head, there's so much football. I'm like, yeah. England, England are going to be it so ring rusty. Like <laughs> I, I, I wonder whether... Um, because if you try and be, it's difficult to be objective. But if you try and be as objective as you can, if, if you said to me, "Do you think England are better than Colombia, Switzerland, and Sweden?" I would say personally, yes, I yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Of course, Jim's hit on something there. Where it comes down to how they approach it. Now, if we've got a long line of players queuing up outside Gareth Southgate's office, saying what Jim was saying earlier, then we're fucked. <laughs> well, no disrespect for you. You're, you're not in the squad. Do you know what I mean? If, if, if we. And and so, but, which point? The point. The point. Where you, <laughs> yeah. Anything you've ever Any, said anything. in your life. No, but the point where you sort of alluded to the fact that like it, you don't, you can't deal with it. You, I, I, oh, can't, yeah, I can't yeah, deal it. with this. Mm. It's too much of an. And I understand what you mean because it's such an alien feeling as a fan. I hope the players aren't thinking. Yeah, that. well, that's yeah. the so, big hope. And yeah, that's, and, and, it's Southgate who gives us a bit of hope. And, and if and if they're if they're preparing properly and doing their thing, I think Colombia are quite. Having said what I've just said, I think Colombia are a nice 
balance because they're not so bad that you think, oh God, it'll be embarrassing if we lose here. Yeah. They are good enough to give us a bit of a problem. Well, Colombia can beat England. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it'll keep, it'll keep the mind nice and sharp. I think. hope so. I really, so. I really feel that Colombia are being hugely underestimated ahead of this game. I don't think England are, are such clear favourites to it. And obviously James Rodriguez will be a miss if he is missing. That's still a little bit unclear. They've still got players. So, exactly. They've still got very, very good players. Quadrado, yeah. Quintero, and Falcao. This, you know, even, even Carlos Backer off the bench. I know he's not mm. had the best of times lately, but he's, you know, he's He's a strong player that can this, cause this is problems. Toughest, this is obviously the toughest match, and yeah, if you can get definitely. through that, it's it's like oh, well, let's let's kick on. England are in fact big favourites um, to beat Colombia. They're eleven to ten with bet three six five uh, ten pound returns, twenty one pound including stake. Um, it's there for them if they want it, and I don't think people should misunderstand us saying oh we're going to win the World Cup. We're not mm-hmm. saying that. We're saying it's a massive opportunity for us, and to even get if to you, no, but it, it is a big competition. But also yeah. as well, I think that with oh, Spain, get rid of Gareth and bring Big Sam in. Come yeah, on, big oh, Sam come on, in we there. need steel. We need determination. We, <laughs> we need Rooney. We need. We need- <laughs> <laughs> just saw a new deal. He'd be confident. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, but the thing is, with with Russia putting out Spain and obviously Germany already going out, one could think, oh, that will give Colombia a huge boost ahead of the England game. It'll also give England a huge boost. You know, yeah. I, th- I think it blows the tournament wide open because England are not um, one of the the sides who were thought they would win it before the tournament and and so on and so forth. Uh, but one of those sides is, is Brazil, and they're playing Mexico, and Mexico will be will be boyoed. By uh, by that uh, Russia win, of course. Belgium playing Japan in the later you, game. You say that it's funny, but yeah, I, I think they should take confidence from that. But the Mexico coach did say this morning, uh, "We're going to attack Brazil. Yeah, we are going to attack them. Damn right. So uh, on the saw, field, saw, well. <laughs> saw that saw that Russian nonsense. That's fine. If that's what you like. Yeah, but, but we're going out here. I, I we're going to we're going to ta- we'll take a four-one defeat. Thank Yay. you very much. <laughs> but if but the way Mexico set up against Germany seems an obvious thing to say, but it's obvious for a reason. Play like that against Brazil. And see how you get on. So yesterday, I, 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 at the risk of undermining all my all my good work, I said that the Russia, Spain, and the Brazil Mexico games are the two biggest potential for upset. I think yeah. Mexico will find. I think we'll find a lot out about Brazil today. I think Mexico can challenge them in a way that no one's really challenged them yet, uh, and they've got a lot of pace. And I, I also think they're they're quite a sort of confident looking team. Mm-hmm. They're the type of team. And I don't, Jim, you you summed that up quite well by saying they're the most World Cup team ever. They've got players like. Um, Lozano, Hernandez, maybe one or two others who look better players for Mexico oh, than they do for their club. Massively, and that's, yeah. that does count for something. That does mean something. Totally, yeah. Um, so I'm excited for this game. Yeah, absolutely right. I don't, and, by the way, I don't think Japan will beat Belgium. <laughs> no, I was going to say, are people, because people, uh, everyone had Belgium as dark horses in previous tournaments and they, they didn't really deliver on people, they oh, sod it. Are people underestimating Belgium? Because Belgium have yeah, got to be I've, looking I've, at them this and thinking, hang on, we've yeah. got a chance. I feel they do absolutely have a chance. Uh, it's like they've replaced um, the Dutch. Um, for me, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, at that good sort point. Of, you know, in, in European football, they've got this seemingly endless production line of talent that just you know has, has appeared in the last decade or so. Nobody, nobody, no defense of this tournament wants to come up against Hazard and Lukaku. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think I think Lukaku might fill his boots in this game and sort of because he really wants to be the top scorer, doesn't he? And you mm. see, some strikers really are desperate for that. You can see Harry Kane has that, which is a real boon for England. And like it, at a tournament, I feel like that's a good thing. Like a really good thing that you have a striker that is obsessed about scoring. Sure, I, I think Belgium, in a weird way, are in exactly the same position as England. They've played the same teams uh, in terms of Tunisia and Panama, and won. Uh, Belgium, of course, narrowly beat England, but Belgium have the better players, and England have personally, I think, the better coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't know enough about each team yet. Whether, whether if Belgium blow Japan to bits, you'd even say then, even then, okay, but well, they should beat Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think Colombia is a harder ask than Japan, but I still think England should win it. Mm-hmm. So we might even be in the quarterfinals and not have all the questions answered about Colombia or England. Are we oh, all, sorry about uh, Belgium or England. Are we all forgetting that this World Cup has been amazing? Yeah, so Japan will Japan, probably win. Yeah. Japan and Colombia will win. Gambate Nihon. That's a, Absolutely, it's a, it's a strange thing, that, isn't it? Because you wonder how much does that get into the teams of uh, into the heads of the other teams. Like Because Russia beat Spain, well, we were just, it shouldn't uh, mean that Japan will beat Belgium. But I was saying earlier, Japan wasn't I? I was saying well. earlier that some yeah. of these sides will be buoyed by that. Yeah. Mexico Boyled. and Colombia. Oh, you are actually using the word like that. I thought yeah. you were taking the mick earlier on. <laughs> so, yeah. Boyd. Uh, Boyd, sorry. Very yeah. Welsh. Yeah. Well, I, sorry, yeah. Welsh version of Boyd. I was sort of remembering what I said and then sort of oddly quoted myself. Mocking the word because they haven't qualified oh, I'm not mocking the endless. Welsh I was saying that for, for our brother Sam on the camera yeah. <laughs> alright let's end the show now it's because I'm, ramble. I'm rather <laughs> buoyed I'm Tom Boyd about the whole thing Um, well thank you ever so much for listening uh, to the World Cup Ramble sponsored by Bet365 everybody I've been Marcus Speller he's been Luke Moore I still am he's been Jim Campbell I have he's been Pete Donaldson come back in Nihon we're back tomorrow goodbye from us all in London London goodbye